into a priceless perspective. I'm your hostess, Nicole Steele, and I am delighted to have joining us today a lady with many talents. Her name is Shay Seven, and she's a minister, an author, a songwriter, a playwright, and a business mogul. Welcome to the show, Shay. Hey, how are you? Doing fantastic, and I thank you for joining us today. I had a, a pleasure of, of meeting you several weeks ago, and I was just astonished by the things that God has done in your life. I know that, again, you're doing some incredible things here in the Metro Atlanta community, and I wanted to bring you on the show because I think the things that you have accomplished, the things that you've had to overcome, would actually be an inspiration to our listeners. So without further ado, Ms. Shea, can you tell us, a little bit about Shea Productions and how you started uh, the, the organization and all the things that you do. Um, well, I actually started Shea Productions this year um, in January, January the 14th, 2014. And uh, the reason why I started it was because I was trying to get an agent or break into Hollywood, and um, it's very hard to do that. So instead of just waiting on someone to to help me with my dreams or to give me my big break, you know, I I said I need to take charge and um, make my own break. And I started Shape Productions, and I will do my first play. I will debut as a playwright October the 17th, 2014. So I'm excited about that. Excellent. Now, have you, have you always been a writer? Or... Yeah. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry, Nicole. No, I was going to say, have you always been a writer and have you always had a passion for the arts and for writing and create? Have you always had that creative gift in you? I have, Nicole. When I was in elementary school, I got an award for a poem that I wrote, and um, but I never really took it seriously until I went through a whole lot in my life. And I couldn't afford counseling, and so God just told me to write, write things down, and that was actually my counseling. Started with a por- it started with poems, and uh, the poems ended up being a poetry book. I just didn't, I didn't want to discard my writing. And so I um, combined all of my poems and made a poetry book of it. But, yes, I've always been a writer, even just writing down my goals, the things I wanted to achieve in life when I was younger, I mean, from drawing houses to clothes, and just, just always been a planner. You know, that's really interesting because in Diamond in the Rough, we stress the importance of writing the vision. 
and making it plain. People kind of just downplay the power of putting pen to paper, whether it is your goals and your dreams, whether it is visions and desires and things that you want to see in your life. There is something magnificent and powerful about putting that pen to paper and being able to reflect back and see what God has done. And so I encourage any listeners who have dreams, have things, not even necessarily dreams, like Miss yeah. Shay, if you have things that you've gone through instead of bottling all of that inside, get a journal, start writing, get a notebook, start writing, because it can bring about healing and, and, and wholeness and not only set you free but can be used to set other people who read it free. So, uh, yeah, great, great job. Now, can you take us back in time and tell us about Little Shay? Are you, (laughs) I believe that you're a a native of Atlanta. Can you tell us what life was like growing up as a young child for you here in Atlanta? Well, yes. I um, was raised by a single mother of three. My mom had three kids. I'm the oldest. And we lived in born home for a majority of my uh, childhood. Um, and it was hard. It was very hard within the project because you see a lot of things and you see, you, you see a lot of things and you see a lot of things that you don't want to be. So it was very, very hard fighting to be something, fighting to be someone, knowing that uh, I, I think I always knew that God had something special for me. And so even though I saw a lot of things in my community that I didn't agree with, I didn't allow those things to take root in me, and, and not even just my community, but also in my family. And I just I didn't know God back then as well as I do now, but I, I always had a communication line with him, even as a young woman. And uh, so, yeah, it was very rough, and, and, and I always wanted to, the very thing that I'm doing today, that's what I wanted to do. I always said that I wanted to speak to children. I wanted to encourage children to to um, do better in life. And, you know, I wanted them to know that their circumstances should do not have to define them, you know. And so, and so I, I'm really thankful for your radio show because this is a part of my prayer. This is a part of what I've always wanted to do, and and I thank you for that. Well, I thank you again for being on the show, and I think that it's great that you were able to take a look around. So often people think that their circumstances dictate their destiny, and it doesn't. You know, it doesn't matter where you came from. doesn't matter the circumstances of your past. God has an incredible future for all of us, but it's up to us to walk that thing out. And so here you are, you come from the projects of Atlanta, and now you have a degree, you're a graduate of Spelman, and you're also, you you hold a degree from Emory School of Theology. And so here you've gone from a place where people struggled, but you said, I don't have to stay here. And through that, you've been able to achieve great things that many and in, in other circumstances aren't even able to achieve. So congratulations to you, and I, I know you. that you are an inspiration to so many. Having done work and, and, and served people in the community in various capacities, 
What do you personally feel is the biggest challenge facing young people today? I, you know, I, I think peer pressure is a big challenge, but I think the lack of, of spirituality, the lack of God in our in our schools, the lack of God in our communities, in our homes, you know, because we need that. We need God. We need to know. Um, I'm a minister, and I tell you, Nicole, I didn't realize that what I was capable of doing. I had no idea who I was until God told me. And, um, I mean, I, I've, made step, I've made many mistakes, like we all have. But, you know, sometimes I, I, I tell the Lord, I say, I wish I would have had you when I was younger so that, you know, I, you know or just to know the things. I always had God, but I wish I would have known the things that I know now when I was younger. And so I think that we, that our kids, they're lacking God. The parents are not teaching our true, you know, the kids about God, and 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 they need that. They need it in their homes more than anything because when you know who created you, and when you're connected to your Creator, I mean, He He can give you so much, and He can lead you right into your destiny. That's what happened with me. I didn't achieve those degrees um, just because Shay knew she could do it. I, I um, went to Spelman because God told me to go to Spelman. God told me I could do it, you know. And then even after Spelman, I was ready to go back into the workforce, and God said, no, I have something else for you to do. I want you to go on to Emory. And God told me I could get my Master of Divinity, you know. So it's a lot that I didn't know about myself. Now I see the person that God sees, and I consult God all the time. But children, they need to know their creator, because that's the only way they're going to know, you know, who they were created to be. So I see that as a huge challenge, taking God out of the schools, God out of the homes, the parents not really having time to teach their children about God. That, that's, I think that's the biggest problem facing our kids today. And so that, when I work with children, I always um, talk to them about God, even when I did my summer camp, you know, um, I was um, utilizing the clubhouse in our apartment complex, and at first the manager had a problem with me using God, and after a while, you know, I prayed about it, and, God, and, and she came back to me, and she said, it's okay for you to use God, because I wanted to tell the children. I don't want to do a service, serve people, and not tell them about the goodness of God and how he changed my life. That's what I stand for, because, you know, that's my truth. It's not that I'm so brilliant, but it's because I've tapped into my creator. My creator is leading me now, and so my life is changing for the better. And that's so important. I know a lot of times, I mean, much like you, I didn't I didn't know. I knew there was a God. I was afraid of God. I prayed. I blessed my food when I was little, but I didn't have a relationship, and so often people, young and old, will go through life with religion, and they will have a Bible. The Bible is dusty. They go, they dress up on Easter. They dress up on Monday. They dress up on Christmas. But that is is not it. And to get that relationship with the one that created you and to really, really understand who and whose you are is what it's about because it's that power that you're able to tap into. 
It's that relationship. He he is concerned. God is concerned with every area of our life. Yes, and for, yes. yes, and for young people who are listening, he wants a relationship with you, with you individually. You don't you don't get a relationship through your parents, though your parents can be instrumental in introducing you to him, but he wants a relationship with each one of his kids directly. And he's so cool, he's so awesome, he's so gentle, so kind, so loving. There's nothing like it. And I do agree that when a young person understands, young or old, understands who and whose they are, the the limits are, are endless. I mean, really. God, they, God can do anything through them, but first you got to tune in, and you got to get your instructions, and you got to get your strength, and you got to get all of that stuff. You know, you said that God told you to go to Spelman, and He told you to go to Emory, and get your 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 degree in in um, divinity. Well, guess what? He had already planned it, so where He guided, He provided, and so you were able. You know, you might have said, "Well, how can I go to Spelman?" How am I going to get in Spelman? How am I going to pay for Spelman? How, how, how? <laughs> but because he said it and because of your obedience, he began to make a way for you to do everything that he created you to do. And so he's not a respecter of persons. This is not his plan, his only plan for Shay, and he's just looking out for Shay. He has Amen. an incredible plan for every child of his if we would just tune in and yield ourselves to him. So. I think that's that's great. Yes, ma'am. And and that's exactly what, you know, as God, you know, it's hard to believe God. When God's telling you to do all these wonderful things, it is, you know, I actually said, the very thing that I actually said, how am I going to do that? And and, and once I had my interview at Spelman, you know, it was a great interview. But then the lady, she asked me, she said, said, how are you going to pay for it? And I just melted because I, I, I had no plan. This was God's plan. And I got. I said, God, you set me up there, and da da da. But when I tell you, God worked it all out, like you said, God had it already worked out. And um, but I didn't believe in the beginning. But as I saw God working things out, Nicole, I just started believing God. Whatever He told me, I knew that He He had already had it planned and everything, and it worked out. I graduated from Selman. What should have taken me four years, I did in three. I didn't didn't know that God was going to, you know, um, send me to Emory. So I was trying to go ahead and get through. I was a full-time student, and and I was trying to go back out into the workforce, but God had another plan. But I did, I graduated in three years, and I graduated cum laude. Wow. And and when I tell you, uh, just amazing, amazing. I didn't see that in me. God did. So you're absolutely correct, Nicole, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's really interesting because I was kind of reviewing your your bio and just mm-hmm. your personal testimony, just learning more about you. And mm-hmm. I, I think that it's, it's really interesting because to whom much is given, much is required. And mm-hmm. I know that you have a heart to serve. I mean, you're doing service through your production company and your books and the, the camps and different things that you do in the community. But I also know that personally in your household you have mm-hmm. had a heart to serve and you have actually instilled that in your sons. Can you yeah. tell our listeners a little bit about what kinds of things you have done as a family to serve others and to kind of show mm-hmm. 
others God's love towards them? Well, yes. Um, I have two sons. I have one who's uh, he's 22 and um, one who's 11. And I've always, I mean, even, Nicole, I, I like I said, um, I even just having a little, a lot of people think that you have to start serving and giving once you get a whole lot. But I guess, I, you know, I have a gift. I, I understand I have a gift of giving, and um, I can have two pennies and give someone one. I don't have to have nine pennies before I give someone something. And so I instill this in my children. Um, and I think my my oldest child, the first thing we did, we um, cooked dinner, and we went out and we fed the homeless downtown um, in the park. And, you know, and, and that just continued to grow. Um, this is before I answered my call into the ministry. I was at, actually running for my call, and uh, and so I just made it out of a program from, our fam- from my family to your family at the time. And so my uh, oldest son and I, we would mentor the kids in the community. I would just buy, you know, uh, cake, ice cream, hot dogs, and just throw all of the kids a celebration. But it all came down to me talking about God and what they could do and how they were to be positive and everything. And we just had fun. And so um, that's actually how I ended up answering my call. My youngest son, uh, when he was four years old, I took him out. We went downtown as well in the park. And we also have stopped by the freeways because there are a lot of people that are living under the um, freeways, and they'll come out when they see you giving out food and everything. And so we've done that. Recently, uh, like I said, I did a summer camp for um, Southwest Atlanta, the children living in um, the complex, a complex in Southwest Atlanta, and that was marvelous. Um, it was free to the kids. My son, he helped me. My sister helped me. And um, and I had a lot of people who donated toys and, and everything, and it was just wonderful because a lot of the kids didn't have anything to do. And God just said, start the summer camp. I had just graduated from um, Emory, and, and I was a little hesitant, but uh, I heard God tell me to do it, and so we did it, and it was wonderful. And I just and I want to keep on doing it to give the kids a place to go, a safe place to go, a safe place to interact with each other. And once again, I, you know, so that I can tell them about God and what and the big plans that God has for them. So, yeah, so that's a little, you know, what we do. And I just I I try to teach my children, you know, that um, it's better to serve, you know, and. You know, we always say we can't change the world, but I think we can if we just do our part. If everybody does their part, we can change the world. So, so and, I, and I try to instill that in my children. That's great. And I think that it's really interesting and true that you have to see what's in your hands. So often people will say, well, when I, one day when I, when I get exactly. the money, when I win the lotto, when I do this, when I do that, then I will give mm-hmm. and I will serve. But no, God is looking for people who are going to be faithful with the little things. So for young people who are listening, just because you're 13 or 16 or 12 years old, there's something that you can do right now to be used by God. There's somebody who you can 
help, somebody that you can serve. There, It might be a younger person in the community. It may be your grandmother, your grandmother's friends. It may be giving your time at the local soup kitchen and helping to feed the homeless. It may be blessing somebody with those clothes that you've grown out of. And, and the nice clothes that you've grown out of, not the raggedy clothes, but the nice clothes <laughs> Amen. that you have Amen. grown out of and being able to bless somebody who is less fortunate. And so God wants right. to know what you're doing with what you have in your hand and are you going to be faithful in that little thing so he can trust you with more. And so you showed God very early on, though you said you were running, and I thought that was interesting, <laughs> she was running from that calling, and I know about that. I got some shoes that's worn out because I ran from mine as well. But if you can tap into that, he saw that even while you were running, you were still faithful. You were mm-hmm. still going out. You were still saying, Lord, what can me and my kids do right now where we are? Mm-hmm. And, and so he said, I can, I can use her. I can I can really bless her because I know that when she really stops and really takes in everything that I have to give her, she's going to do it and do it to my glory. And yeah. so that is awesome. Well, in uh, closing out, what can we look forward to when it comes to Miss Shea Seven? What projects, what what things can we keep our eyes open for in the future from you? <laughs> Well, like I said, I have a play coming that I'm very excited about, um, October the 17th and the 18th, and it's entitled Before Daybreak, and it's going to be at the Salvation Army Croc Center, the Salvation Army Croc Center, so I would love for everyone to come out and support me on that. It's um, 967 Dewey Street, Southwest Atlanta. And so, yeah, and... um, I do have other books, and and I want to keep doing my plays and everything, so look out for me on that. And more community. I'm I'm always going to be in the community doing things. So I know that, um, yeah, that God has that planned for me. But, yeah, I would really love everyone to come out and uh, support my play because I will debut as a playwright. I've done small productions at school at Spelman, but this will be my first, Big production, so I'm really, really excited. Excellent. Now, how can people learn more about that, about the play, about the, your books, about other things that you're doing? Do you have a website or a phone number that people can contact you to get more information? Sure. Of course. You get my website is www.shayproductions, with an S, 7, the number 7, dot com. And uh, you can go there and you can see everything that we're doing, everything that we're planning on doing. And I'm also going to have a a casting call for understudies. So if you're interested, you can apply, you know, come on out and and, uh, let me see what you have, you know, because we we have, we need young ladies. We need two young ladies. So we're, yes, www.shapeproductions.com. And my phone number uh, where you can reach me is 404-246-3835. I give that number out all the time because I'm always doing ministry, always praying with someone. And and so I don't mind even if you call me and you, and you need prayer because that's what I'm here for. Excellent. Well, 
Thank you so much, Ms. Shea, for being on A Priceless Perspective. Thank you. You are welcome. We're glad that you could join us. Uh, listeners, you've heard it here. Go to her website. Go out and support the work that she's doing, her upcoming productions, and tell your friends. Again, she's looking for people to perhaps partner with her on the show, and so we're looking to throw our support behind her and we know this is just the first of many, many, many productions that God yeah. is going to do <laughs> in and through you. So thanks again, Shay. Good luck in all you do. And we're very proud of you here at A Priceless Perspective. Thank you, Nicole. I have really enjoyed this time, and uh, I'm very proud of you as well. And, and I just thank God for you. Thank you. God bless. Join the conversation. Visit us online at pricelessperspective.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. This show has been brought to you in part by Diamond in the Rough Youth Development Program Incorporated and Jim Makers LLC.